If you have a Bible, open up to Nehemiah. Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. Um, we've been doing a series for several weeks about relationships and how to have healthy relationships with people. And this stuff works. It's important. I was, uh, I'll brag on my son for a little bit. It was funny. Last night, um, he's four, and so we talked to him about these relationship things. Now, don't, don't, please don't put my eye on a pedestal as parents or whatever, all right? We're not perfect. What we actually do is screw things up a lot, but when we do that, we try to explain to our kids how we screwed it up and what we should have done, okay? And so my son, uh, he, was, he was saying something to Molly and I, and uh, he says a lot of stuff, and Molly didn't answer, and so he started to say it again, and Molly's like, well, I heard, I heard you, I just didn't respond. And he said this, when you, or he said, it makes me feel unloved when you don't respond to what I said. I thought, you've been listening to my sermon. That's, that's about as good as you can do confrontation. Now, I didn't feel that bad because it's humanly impossible to respond to everything that he says. But I did compliment him on how well he confronted us because that was a really, he did a good job. He talked about himself and how he felt. He didn't attack us, all right? He did the confrontation well, and what that did was it lowered our defenses and then we apologized, and we reconciled, and it was good. Hallelujah. So you can do this. So if my four-year-old can do this, we can do it. Amen? So uh, we've talked about how to honor people and how to do confrontation well. Last week we talked about how to um, walk in wholeness so that we can connect with people. But there's one more essential ingredient in doing relationships well, and that is boundaries. Everybody say boundaries. What are boundaries? Boundaries are ways of protecting what is most important to me so that I can give my time, my resources, and my energy to my most important relationships. A lack of boundaries communicates that what I have doesn't have any value. If you come up to my house and I've got an eight-foot stone gate with a wrought iron door and you can't see the house and they've got one of those speakers, you've got to push a button to talk to somebody. How many of you believe the house that's behind there is probably worth some money? Right? Because you don't do that. You don't do that unless what's, what's behind the wall is worth something. So... The way that I protect my time, my resources, and my energy, it projects to the world how much I value those things. And if I don't learn that my time, my resources, and my energy have value, then what will happen is people will come in indiscriminately and take from me, and I won't have it to give to those that I most want to. And what I want to do is give away my time, my energy, and my resources, not have people take it. 
So a lack of boundaries, it, it means that anybody can just come in at any moment and pillage. And I was thinking about this, and there's a picture of it in Nehemiah. And in Jerusalem became like this. Its wall was torn down, as we're going to read in a moment, and it was, it was pillaged by these foreign nations. And Nehemiah said this was a bad deal. So let's read, a, read about it. Nehemiah 1, verse 3. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. So this is talking about after the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem. There's still some people there, and they're, they're having a bad deal. What, what's the problem? It says, well, the problem is the wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Skip to chapter 2, verse 3. And Nehemiah said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad? So Nehemiah is sad because of this. When the city, the place of my father's sepulchers, lies waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire. So what he's saying is previously, Jerusalem had two things. It had a wall and it had a gate. And both those things have been destroyed. Somebody say this with me. I need a wall and I need a gate. The wall keeps people out. The gate lets people in. Some people suffer because they don't have a wall and they let anybody indiscriminately come and take their time, resources, and energy. Other people suffer because they don't have a gate and they don't let anybody in. So if you can get that picture that I've got to have a wall and a gate, that's pretty much what boundaries are. So you need to begin to, to, do, to do boundaries and relationships well. You've got to start by valuing yourself. You've got to think, okay, I'm, I'm a powerful, valuable person, and I deserve to be treated with, with respect and kindness. So religion probably won't say that to you. So you need to, to get out of that and believe what Jesus says about you. So, uh, you know, I don't know much about, like, the, the royal family and stuff, but, you know, Meghan Markle has married one of the princes. Which one is it? Harry? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and, and, you know... You know, I was reading about, they've got all these rules in the, in the royal family, you know. It's pretty intense, like they can't play Monopoly and stuff because the queen said they were all too competitive, and she banned it. <laughs> but, but if you go meet the queen or if you go meet, you know, the prince or whatever, there's these protocols. You can't just walk in there and be like, what's up, queenie? Right? You've got to follow. I mean, somebody's going somebody's gonna to take you out if you do that. Well, you don't want to be, you know, become a diva or something, but you, you need to have protocols in your life. If people are going to be in my inner circle, there are certain ways I'm going to be treated. Hallelujah. Why? Not because I don't love people, but because I value myself. And I, I can't let unsafe people close to me and come and destroy my garden. How many of you want to have something to give away to somebody? Well, you can't, you can't let all the, all the 
deer and whatever come in your garden and just eat everything. Hallelujah. So you've got you to value yourself. I'm trying to cultivate something powerful inside of me, and I've got to set boundaries in relationships. So what it's all about is it's learning to say no to some people and activities, not to be mean, but in order to say a bigger yes to somebody else or some other activity. So letter B under point two, not everyone should have equal access to our time, energy, and resources. Relationships, they're supposed to be like concentric circles. If you have your notes, there's, you know, that looks like a target. So there's the inner, inner circle, and that's supposed to be me and Jesus, yeah. right? And I need to protect that. Yeah. I need to protect my time with Jesus. I need to protect that, you know, uh, a lot of times people think, well, the, you know, the pastor has to do that because he's got a minister. Well, you, you need to minister. You're all called to the ministry. And more than that, I mean, you need to protect that just for your own sanity. So in the inner circle, there's me and Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that he who has joined himself unto the Lord is one spirit. Well, you, you can't get much closer to anybody than that. It's like you're, you're fused internally with God. So that's, that's the innermost circle. Then outside of that, you need to have you and the most significant relationship in your life. Now, at some point, that's a close friend. At another point, it might be a parent or whatever. Um, you know, when you get married, it ought to be your spouse. If it's not, you should work on that, and, and you know, we'll help you. Um, but anyway, there should be one other person. This is what Jesus did, right? Jesus had him and the Father, and then who is his best friend? John. But then outside of that, it's like your immediate family or your really, your really close friends or whatever. And so that for Jesus was Peter, James, and John. So for me, that's like me, my wife, Isaac, Eleanor, and Iris. But then outside of that, Jesus had 12 people, right? 12 disciples. So that, I'm not going to list them all. I don't know if I could do it. I probably could do it. But anyway, he had the 12, and then he had the 70, and then he had... The crowd. So look at look at John 15. This is a powerful scripture. John 15, verses 16, and actually start at, start at verse 15. It says, so he's talking to his disciples, and he says, Henceforth, he's talking to his 12 disciples, all right? Henceforth, I don't call you servants, for the servant does not know what his Lord does, but I have called you friends. Well, what's he saying there? All right, you are on one of these outer rings. Hello. You were, you were, you were on an outer circle, and I'm about to move you in a ring. Why? How do you know if you're on the in, inner ring? Well, you get the inside information. That's what Jesus is saying. He's like, he's like this is how you know, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the things that my father has said. He's going to tell me stuff I'm going to tell you. That's how I love it when, when Jesus tells me stuff about people, you know, because it feels, I'm, oh, I'm on, I'm on the inner circle, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus has invited me in. Now, now, the good news about God is he can have everybody on his inner circle, right? So, so if he does that with me, it just means he'll do it with you too. But, but anyway, he's saying, uh, I, I've not called you servants anymore, I've called you friends. Now, look at verse 16, 
this is really important. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Now, I don't actually believe this is a verse that's, that's meant to be used to teach some kind of doctrine about election. He's, he's talking about relationships. And what he's saying is, there's thousands of guys that want to be in the inner circle. Right? There's thousands of people following Jesus around all the time. And they want to, they want to come in. And he says, it's not their yes that matters, it's mine. What's that mean? It means I'm the arbiter of who is closest to me, not somebody else. Jesus is saying, I'm a powerful person. I chose my best friend. I chose my three closest friends. I chose my 12 closest. It was not an accident. That's a model for us. You, you, you don't want your relationships to happen by accident, by default. You want to be intentional about who is closest to us. That's what, that's what Jesus did. Does that make sense? Yes. And so what, what we want to do is, be, is pick those people and think, well, who, who, who is most important in my life? Now, you don't have to make a chart. I mean, you can't. Some people are chart people. <laughs> But this, this ought to be clear in your heart. It really should. You ought to have priorities. It does not mean to have that. You know, I'm a pastor. I love all of you. And I want to connect with all of you. And I try, I try to know everybody. I try to know everybody's name and get to know you. We have everybody over to our house and stuff. But uh, I had to establish in my heart before we ever started this church that, that my wife is the number one priority and then my kids are the number two. And the deal is, is if I ever began to feel that, that the church was negatively impacting my kids and my wife and it wasn't reconcilable, then, then I have to let go of the church and preserve my family. And it shouldn't be a hard decision. Because I've, I've, made, I've made the call before I ever got involved in this. So I love all of you. But I'll let the whole thing go if it starts to harm my family. But because I've made that, here's the, here's the amazing thing about this. If you do this stuff right, you don't have to make that call usually. You usually don't have to because you've prioritized it. And so my kids know, okay, I'm going to spend this time with them and whatever. And, and it's a big deal. Okay? So how do, you, how do you establish clear boundaries and communicate them to others in healthy ways? That's a great question. Well, first of all, you got to settle in your hearts which relationships are most important and resolve to protect them, even if it costs you less important relationships. I don't like that, Pastor. I want to be friends with everybody. Well, I do too. I'm a pastor. Like, my whole job depends on people liking me. All right? But my whole life depends on a few people liking me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so this might seem harsh in some respect, but it's not about dishonoring people. It's about honoring those closest to us. 
So then, secondly, you want to take care of yourself and your possessions in, way, in a way that communicates value. So it's like, I want to I wanna take care of my car, my house, my clothes, my appearance in such a way, my health, that says I have value. And if I do that, now some people, some people are crazy and will do, you know, crazy stuff. But in the main, if you'll treat yourself in a respectful way, other people will treat you with respect. Usually. Right? Not always. That's why you have to set the boundaries. <laughs> okay? So, then what do you actually do? How do you communicate the boundaries? All right. You establish boundaries by making clear statements about what you will and won't do and then sticking to them. So a boundary is not about what you're going to force someone else to do because you have zero control over other people. Danny Silk says, on a good day, I can control myself. And I agree with that. Hallelujah. So I don't have any hope of, of telling anybody else what to do. Uh, on a good day, I'm trying to tell myself what to do and then, and then stick to it. So um, what I do is I figure out what, what the priority is for me, what I'm going to do. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like I have to justify everything to everybody. And then I just say, this is what I'm going to do. So I, I came up with a bunch of practical examples because I tried to make this plain. So if you have kids... You understand that having kids is a great way to practice having boundaries. <laughs> because kids, they're like, how can I have a how can we have boundaries? We can't, you know, for mom, we came out of your body. You know, there is no, there is no dividing line. Well, um, you know, my kids are, are in the innermost innermost circle. So so they're gonna get a ton of my time, my resources, and my energy. Right? But mom is important. And Molly and I, you know, so much of, of how my kids are raised depends on the strength of Molly and I's marriage. And so I got to invest in that thing. So how do you do that? Well, your kids want your time, energy, and resources. So you give it to them a lot, but sometimes you, you have to decide, okay, right now, I'm going to talk to your mom. And Isaac's like, blah, 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 blah. And Eleanor's like, I have to say something, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, right now... Dad and mom are going to have a conversation. All right? Now, when I can't, I'm not controlling them. I'm not telling them. I'm, but I'm saying, look, I'm not, talking, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to your mom. And then, and then they say, ah! <laughs> Actually, what I say is this. I, I screwed. I messed up. So, so I say, I say uh, I'm talking to your mom right now. I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Okay, so think about this image. There's a wall with a gate. The wall is, I'm talking to your mom, which communicates I'm not talking to you. But the gate is, I'll talk to you in a few minutes. So the idea is, if you want to come in here, there's a condition. you got to come in through the gate. Got to come in through the gate. And they're like, ah, I hate the gate. 
I want to climb the wall. And so then you say, then you say, well, right now I'm talking to your mom. If you're going to throw a fit, you can, you can do that upstairs in your room. But, but what am I doing? I'm sticking to, to my priority to what I've decided that I'm going to do. Does that, does that make sense? And so if you do that over time, you know, eventually, hopefully, <laughs> they, they'll, learn, they'll learn that you mean what you say to a point. Okay, but you'd be amazed at how similar that is to adults. Because when you communicate a boundary to an adult that they don't like, what will happen is they will throw a grown-up fit most of the time. Now, now maybe they won't, hopefully. But if they throw a grown-up fit, what they're going to do is do aggressive communication, passive communication, or passive-aggressive communication, which we've already talked about. And so you can go back to that message. But what you do is you just, just reassert the boundary. There's a door. I want you to come in, but you're going to come in through the door. So I tell, I tell couples uh, this, uh, you know, sometimes um, I'll have, you know, I do marriage counseling. It's been a while since I've told somebody this in marriage counseling. But I used to do just lots and lots of marriage counseling. And so, you know, inevitably there's a couple and... And the guy or the girl is sort of like verbally abusive, okay? And so they're like yelling at their spouse all the time. All right, what do you have to do? You have to set a boundary. What's the boundary look like? It's, it's this. I only participate in respectful conversations. I'm happy to talk to you when you can do it in a respectful way. So, what's the wall? The wall is, I only participate in the respectful conversation. So, if it's not respectful, I'm going to disengage from it. Because I'm not going to be around if you're going to cuss me out. Because I value myself too much to listen to that. So, that's the wall. But there's a gate. I want to talk to you. But if you want to talk to me, you're going to have to, you've got to learn to talk to me in a, in a respectful way. Is that simple? Sometimes people say, well, can I meet with you soon? How many of you, are, somebody wants to spend some time with you, right? Well, how do you do that? Well, they might want your time like immediately. Well, consult your, consult your priority chart. You know, where are they on the circle? All right? I'm serious. I mean, you know, I'd make a chart. But, but there's some people, you know, I mean... You know, there's some people, like my kids, my kids call me all the time at one in the morning because they're in the other room. They say, Dad! Yes, all right, I'm here. All right, there's other people, I'm not being mean, but they're further out the circle. If they call me at two in the morning, I'm not going to answer. You can't do that, Pastor. Yeah, I can. Okay, because I value myself. Now, I mean, if there's an emergency or something, then, then that's different. But, you know, I have people that don't even go to church here. They'll call me at 3 in the morning and, like, leave me terrible messages and stuff. So I don't an- I'm not going to answer that. I don't know. I think it's the devil trying to mess with me or something. But anyway, so somebody says, can I meet with you? Well, what you do is you say, yeah, I, or you want to meet with them. And then, and then you, you say when you're going to meet with, you can do it. When can you do it? When is, when's, you know, and then you factor in, like, well, I got to, 
I got to do this with my kids here, and I got to do this with my wife or whatever, so here's the times that I can meet with you. And then they say, well, ah, I don't want to meet with you in that time frame. Well, I can meet with you here or here. There's a wall and a gate. It's a boundary. It's how you keep yourself sane. Now, it's almost Christmas time. You'll probably have a relative say, can I borrow some money? Now, it's a hard question to answer, you know, because, I mean, like, I've got money in the bank. It's not like I don't have money. Hello? Anybody have money in the bank? I hope you got some in there. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. All right? Get some in there. Save some money. Go back to our finance series. Quit, quit you know, cancel your cable and start saving it. But anyway, so... The deal is, is I've got some money in there, but, but that doesn't necessarily mean, because if you've got something inside the wall, lots of people are going to want to come in there. If you, if you just give it away indiscriminately, pretty soon you're not going to have any at all. And that's not good, because then you're not going to have some to give later. So what do I do if it's, you know, if it's a certain situation, maybe I give it. But if, I, if, if it's not the right thing, then what you can say without lying is you can say, because you're saying what you're going to do. You, you can say, all my money is, is currently committed. All my money is allocated. And it is. It's not just sitting there. I've got money set aside to do this. I've got other money set aside to do this. And so, you know, and I've got money to give. Uh, you know, and whatever, but, but, uh, so I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to be like, well, I don't have any money, so I, you know, but I can say, all my money is committed to other things. Well, what are they, well, so what's, what's that communicating? It's communicating, in this area, you're outside the wall. Well, people don't like that, so they might get mad at you, but you've got to realize, sometimes that's all right. Hallelujah. This is super practical, I know. So, somebody says to you, you're a jerk and blankety blank blank blank. Everybody repeat this after me. I only participate in respectful conversations. We can try again if you can keep the conversation respectful. How many of you can say that? You can say that. My four-year-old says stuff like that. <laughs> he's, he's a funny kid. He says stuff sometimes. I'm just like, I need to repent. He said it better than I do. So, All right. So sometimes people believe they should be further in on your circles than they are. So when you're firm with, with the boundaries, they'll, they'll get offended. They may try to push their way in, or they might dissolve the friendship. So that's a major bummer. How many of you know it's a bummer? I mean, I don't like that. But I've got to learn to be okay with it in order to protect the inner circles. Because I've got to think, what's really most important in my life? You know? Hallelujah. Everybody all right? Yeah. All right. I know this is a 
not deep theology, but it is practical relational advice. So we'll go back to some theology maybe next week. But all right. I guess that's all I had. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up. My prayer team could come down here. We're blessed. God's with us. Boundaries are healthy. It's all right. You can protect what's most important so you can give it away. And it's not, you know, you got to have the wall with the gate. It's not being selfish. I want people to have access to me. I just want a lot of people to have access to me, and I want to protect what's in here, so I got some stuff to give away. I try to protect my time with the Lord, so I've got something interesting to say on Sunday morning. I'm serious. I mean, you know, a lot of times people, I mean, I'm not really that exciting to hang out with, but it's like, it's like, you know, oh, pastor, it'd be cool to hang out with you. And it, honestly, like, I'm most interested, this is the most interesting I ever am. I'm serious, because I work hard to give you my best on, on Sunday morning. I try, and so, so, but I protect that time during the week so I can work on this stuff. So, anyway, you can do that too. You can do that too. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to pray for everybody. If you need personal prayer, you can come down here and pray with one of my prayer ministers. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness and your just overwhelming generosity. And we thank you that even though we're limited, you're not. You always have more resources and more time and more energy. And so we can come to you anytime we want and we can find grace to help us in the time of our needs. So if anybody has needs this morning, which I'm sure there are, I thank you that you're meeting those according to your riches and glory. And we just worship you this morning. And I just pray that you would give people the grace to set clear boundaries and talk about what they're going to do and not be discouraged or dismayed if people are trying to press in and, and take stuff. Lord, give them grace to be givers. And we just thank you for that. We receive everything that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen.